Welcome to Beyond the Tools, the podcast that helps contractors attract more leads, grow their business, and finally get off the tools. In each episode, you'll discover marketing tactics that work. You'll get actionable insights from other successful contractors and connect with experts to help you grow. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, owner of a social media agency that helps contractors attract and convert more leads. Get ready to take your business to the next level so you can finally enjoy the fruits of your hard labor. Ready? Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Tools. In today's episode, I speak with Jessica Bannister, or as you may know her as, HVAC Jess. Jessica is a level three HVAC apprentice at her family's company, Cam Cool Refrigeration Inc., and she's the current president of Women in HVAC Canada. Jessica is a third generation HVAC contractor, so her father was an apprentice for his dad in the 70s, and her brother followed in his footsteps right after high school. But the journey was definitely different for Jessica. She went to university and spent 10 years behind a desk in corporate world because the trades were never really an option for her. When she joined her family's business in 2017, she started working in the office because that's where girls go, as she says. But later she registered as an apprentice. So in today's episode, we talk about her journey in the HVAC world and how she's used Instagram to really document that and use that as a way to connect with more people in the industry and especially to encourage more women to consider a career in HVAC. If you're curious about building a presence on Instagram and how Jess grew her following to over 9,000 followers, definitely check out this episode. And we also talk about how women are really an untapped market in the HVAC space because only 3% of the trades are made up of women and there's huge opportunity there for more contractors to encourage women in the trades. So without further ado, let's go to Jessica. I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Jessica Bannister, aka HVAC Jess. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Crystal. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I'm super excited because I've been following you on Instagram for a long time now, at least a a number of months or a year. And I know that there's a really engaged community on Instagram, and especially the one that you've built, which is incredible. So I know you're just short of, uh, I think you're at like well over 9,000 followers now. So I'm curious how you got started on the platform and how you've grown it to where it's at today. So I started out on Instagram documenting my journey as a woman in HVAC or in trades, because it's not very common to find women in the HVAC field specifically. So I thought I would document my journey, my apprenticeship, my everyday wins and struggles. And I guess it just turned into a creative outlet for me. I don't really consider myself as an artistic or anything like that. So this has really become an outlet for me to be creative. And I also am using the platform to showcase my everyday life as a woman in HVAC because I think HVAC in general, I think is misunderstood or, or not understood at all. 
it is a very complicated and complex thing that I don't think anyone really understands if you're not in the trades. I think a lot of times you see uh, dirty guys walking through the building up into this the roof access. They go up there, they do something, who knows, and sun, suddenly there's cool air coming out of the ceiling and then they leave. But you have no idea what's actually going on on that rooftop. There's <laughs> a lot that is a very complicated thing. So I've been showing my my journey as a woman showing the general public HVAC in general. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the community that that I'm building. I'm almost at 10,000 followers now, and it's just such a great community. Everyone I find on Instagram is encouraging and supportive and intrigued about me being in HVAC. And I'm really enjoying the, the journey. It's been fun. That's awesome. So what have you found the response to be from other people in the trades? Really good. Really good. Everyone is very supportive, encouraging. They want to help. I use it sometimes as a bit of a forum. Like if I'm having trouble with a job or with any kind of concept, I'll throw it out there on Instagram and I'll get so many responses in a helpful, constructive way. It's interesting. I find on Facebook is a different story. Facebook, I find if you put anything up there, people want to tear you down as quick as possible. They want to one-up you. They want to show, oh, I know more than you. And I find it's not a very nice atmosphere. So I've kind of stepped away from Facebook a little bit, but Instagram for some reason is totally different. There's such a community feeling and a camaraderie and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I know for you, like you said, you document a lot of your every day, I guess. How do you go about thinking about the content and what you're putting up on Instagram? It kind of just happens on the fly. I've watched a lot of uh, Instagram or social media managers and they say, oh, use these content calendars. And mine is all on the fly. It, if it happens today, it gets posted today or maybe the next day. There's really no planning or strategy around my posting. I really kind of do it on the fly because I'm out there in these interesting places every day and, and I never know what's going to come up. So there's no plan. And I like it that way. I like that. I don't follow a certain like, oh, you got to post at 6 p.m or whatever the case. I'm just whenever I have time, it's usually in the truck from one job to another, or honestly, like in the bathroom. <laughs> Whenever I can get a spare minute, I'm just like, get it done. Yeah. And you must see some patterns, though, like over time of things that, you know, gets more response from people. Have you noticed that like certain topics or certain kinds of posts tend to get a bit more attention than others? Yeah. I would say when I'm posting about tools or new products that I'm trying out, there's a lot of good response to that. And it's good for the companies too that provide the, the products to me to try and test out and to showcase, demonstrate. I get a lot of great feedback on those. Also, I find, so I run the, the social media for women in HVAC R Canada as well. And the posts that do really, really well there are when we have a juxtaposition. So we'll have a woman in her work clothes and her trade uniform. And then right next to her in the same picture, we'll have her all dressed up for, you know, a, a birthday party or some event. And people love to see the the juxtaposition of, you know, she can be both. She can be feminine and she be, she can be a girl, but she can also be tough and wear the work clothes. Those posts get the most traction. Very cool. And have you found like through your Instagram presence that are you connecting more with women in the trades or women who are interested in the trades? Yes, I get quite a few random messages in my DMs of people they they've either followed me for a while and they they tell me that I'm inspirational or they've just found me and they're like, I've just, you know, signed up to be 
in this trade and they find my videos very helpful and it's very cool. My favorite messages are from dads when they're like, oh, my daughter loves your content. Yes, I love that. And then I usually say, send me your address. I'll send you stickers. <laughs> I just want to, you know, spread the word and get them excited because I think I'm just showcasing what it is like to have this kind of career. There's a, a saying where you can't be what you can't see. And I really believe in that. So I think if as trades women, if you have the, the ability and the want to, like put yourself out there. Let us all see what you're up to. Let's see you out there in action doing your thing because otherwise we don't know. Before I became an apprentice, I had never in my life met a woman in this trade ever. So choosing a career when I was, you know, coming out of high school, I was pushed towards university just like most people were. And I don't know, I didn't have any idea that this was an option for me. And if I think if I'd seen other women out there doing it, maybe I would have considered it. And I'm not saying that HVAC is for every woman because it's not. It's definitely for a certain type of person. But just seeing that, it's that's a possibility. Yeah. And I know for you, your path to the HVAC industry certainly wasn't linear, I guess. How did you kind of transition from office life to working in the field? So I spent about a dozen years in downtown Vancouver in corporate finance, wearing all the dresses and the braids and everything. <laughs> I had an opportunity to work with my family's business, but I went into the office for about nine months because A, that's where my skill set was and B, that's where girls go. So I spent about nine months in the, in the office. I was struggling with doing invoicing and quoting the words, the jargon to me, it all sounded the same. Like I had no idea the difference between a contactor or a, compress a compressor or a capillary tube, all these C words, they sound the same to me. Knowing now what they are, that's very embarrassing, but I just didn't know. They were words on a piece of paper to me. Not only that, it, my dad and my brother would come back to the office with all these cool stories of these adventures they went on, these factories that they visited and people that they met. And I'd be like, why am I sitting at this off in, behind this desk all day long? So I asked my dad, I said, can I come on some jobs with you, some ride-alongs? I want to see what you do, maybe see what a contractor is, you know, put some faces to names, so to speak. And I loved it. I loved it. I found myself, hey, can I come out today? Can I come out today? Until I was more out in the field than I was in. And I just had no idea that I even enjoyed this. I registered as an apprentice and now I'm officially logging all of my hours. I've done two levels of training and I just wish I'd started this earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And when we see that, I mean, a lot of business owners that I talk to kind of talk about how, you know, it's difficult finding workers. And yet we have, you know, 3% of people that work in the trades are women. I guess, what do you think is the key to getting more women involved in the industry? I think it's exposure. I think the more you see it, the more you accept it. I think a career choice in the trades is not only the person choosing the career, but the people pushing them as well. So I was never pushed to even try trade school. I was never pushed to try a trade. So I'm, I'm attending this conference this week and we had a guy speak to us yesterday who's got a daughter in school. She's very academic. And he suggested, because he's in the trade, he suggested or pushed her to take a construction course. And she was like, dad, come on. Like, I don't know anything about construction. I don't, I don't know anyone taking the course. Like, I'm going to have no friends in there. So fast forward, now she's about a week out of it. And she says it was her favorite class. And if she had not had that opportunity, she would never have known. I really think it's exposure, 
of real people that are in these real jobs, the trades still have the stigma around them that they're second class, they're the second option. But if you've ever gone through trade school, you'll know that it is, it's not the easy way out. It's difficult. It's trade school is hard. And we just have to change that stigma. And I don't know why it's sticking around for so long, but what I would like to do is get in front of more younger kids, like high school, maybe even younger than high school, and just show them that these jobs are out there, there's possibilities, there's options for them. Yeah. And I imagine through your work with women in HVAC that you're able to connect with a lot more women and kind of spread the word in that way too. Yes. And the reception has been wonderful. Everyone, men and women, have been so receptive to this idea. I think that's part of this change in the stigma is people are starting to accept this. And not only accept it, but want to be involved. They, they want to be involved and they're curious and intrigued about it. So I think we're on a good trajectory, but it's going to take some time. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think speaking of stigmas, and you know, I have a lot of conversations with clients and friends who are in the trades. And, you know, gender roles tend to be pretty well ingrained. And some people will say to me in confidence, well, I don't know if a woman can lift the same amount, is she going to be able to handle all this heavy equipment and that sort of thing. So what would you say to you know, presumably a male business owner who's a little bit hesitant to hire females? I would say, give it a shot. You don't know what you're missing until you've given it a try. And I honestly think that I'm a petite person. I think women are grossly underestimated in their physical strength, that for sure, there are times when I do need help. And I think it's really important that we work together, men and women, we work together with our strengths and weaknesses. So where I may need some help in the physical part or whatever, someone can help me with that. And when someone else needs help with, you know, whatever I'm really good at, maybe it's my little fingers, (laughs) my tiny fingers can get in those little uh, thermostat connections or, you know, work together. But I really say, give us a shot because you're probably going to be surprised. And that's also a, a theme in this conference that I'm, I've, I've just been listening to people speak and they say their one female worker has been their best. Give it a shot. And if it doesn't work out, it's not going to work out for everybody. If it doesn't, then move on. But at least you've tried and you've known. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I do want to ask, what do you think is one of the most surprising things you've learned about yourself working in the trades? probably that I can do hard things. Like I can. And what's really cool now is that I'm not afraid to tackle these certain tasks around my household that I wouldn't have before. You know, there's the guy's list of things, you know, the obvious guy stuff. But the other day I replaced my own garburator because now I can. And, and if I don't know how, I learn. But now I have the confidence in myself to know that I can do this little task. And then I feel like a superhero once I've done it. Love it. You are a superhero. (laughs) Definitely to all your followers on Instagram. That's great. And I know you're expanding to other channels now. How is that going? Yes, it's uh, very exciting and scary putting yourself out there on the internet. It's scary. People are not afraid to say whatever they want to say, but it's very exciting. And how that came about. So now I'm on, I'm on YouTube. And how that came about was I was watching a lot of YouTubes myself just to you know gain more knowledge. And I found that there were a lot of very similar videos 
you know, 10 reasons why it's great to be an HVAC tech or, you know, all of those. And they're all done by guys, all of them. So why can't I go and record those same videos with my face and my voice? And maybe I will relate to a different kind of person looking for those same videos. But I am not a filmmaker, so I'm learning everything as I go. Um, I feel like I'm getting better every time I post a video, but there's I watch them and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but I got to learn and that's part of the process. For me, social media is not polished and perfect. It is everyday, real life, this is how it is kind of thing. So it's kind of translating into my YouTube channel as well. This is how it is. Yeah. And do you like make different content for the channel, each channel that you're on? Yeah, um, YouTube is just different, right? So you can have longer videos and you can splice things together if you're so inclined. I'm trying to think of different topics that I can do. And also it's difficult grabbing footage when you're A, learning the trade and B, trying to do your job properly and safely Sometimes I'll take a bit of footage and I don't have time to watch it on, on the go. So I can't redo a take kind of thing. So I'll come home and I'll download all of my videos and I'll be like, I totally missed this and this and this, or it is what it is. So, and I also trying not to annoy my dad as well. You know, I'm videoing everything that we do. So I'm trying to find the fine balance, but it's still early days. So I have plans. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Got to keep everybody in the family business happy. Especially the boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking to the exposure side of things, whether it's getting exposure uh, of women in the trades or looking to grow your workforce or your brands, for any of our listeners that are maybe just getting started on social media, what's one piece of advice that you would give them? I would say don't go for perfectionism. Don't go for perfect. I find a lot of people will sit on their first post. Their first post has got to be perfect and it's got to, you know, hit all the marks. Your first post is not going to be great. <laughs> and be okay with that because it'll progress and you'll get better, but you've got to start somewhere. And I think if you're sitting on that first post, you're going to sit on it forever. You're never going to be ready and it's never going to be perfect. So don't be perfect because not everyone is perfect. And yeah, it's more relatable and it's less stressful. So shoot for not perfect. Yes, I love that. Especially with stories and that sort of thing. It naturally oh, yeah. kind of lends itself. Well, and stories, you know, the great thing about stories is they disappear after 24 hours. And I always say, if people don't like my stories, they can just skip them or not watch them. It's that easy. <laughs> don't be afraid of what people are thinking about your content post whatever you feel you get excited over and that will that will come through absolutely awesome well justice has been super helpful and i know our listeners are really going to want to connect with you further so how can they find out more about you all right. So Instagram was probably the first one of mine. So at HVAC Jess, find me on Instagram. I am also now on YouTube. You can find me under the HVAC Diaries, or you can just go or search for HVAC Jess. I do have a website as well, www.hvacjess.com. And that's about it. I'm on TikTok too, but I don't really spend too much time there. Yeah, fair enough. That, that one's the new kid on the block. Yeah, exactly. But Instagram is definitely my gem. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And I know our listeners are going to love hearing more about your story. 
Oh, well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This has been great. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Tools. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love if you could also share this episode with a fellow contractor who is ready to get off the tools and grow their business. And if you want more leads, sign up for our email list at reflectivemarketing.com, where we share weekly marketing insights that you can't get anywhere else. I'm Kurtzel Hobbs, and I hope you'll join me on the next episode of Beyond the Tools. See you next time.